This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show planned for you today. Of course, Bill Curlick and Mark Porter are here to take you up and down the recruiting trail before we get into Youngstown State. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing at night before bed? Or at other inopportune moments, it turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that, so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. My thing right now is I'm dealing with there's no sound in my house because my children are pretty much gone and it's depressing. But therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, something most of us are trying to achieve. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, excuse me, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bucknuts today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bucknuts. Very thrilled that they're a sponsor and hope some people are getting something out of that. We welcome in the boys, Mark and Bill, Mark Porter, Bill Curlick. We are in your wheelhouse time, gentlemen. It is uh, visit season. It is football season. Um, it is, you know, our time of year. Bill, I was saying to you before the show, this is the Youngstown State weekend is not the Penn State weekend when it comes to 
um, undecided recruits. But if you look at the guest list for this weekend in terms of guys we really think are coming to Ohio State, it is a collection of core dudes for the future that you're going to get to know very well. Why don't you let us know some of the guys that will be here? And there's even been a late addition of a name we need to know for sure. Yeah, I think um, maybe the uh, key way to phrase it perhaps would be quality over quantity necessarily. Although it's the home opener, so there's going to be a lot of kids there um, and there will be quantity, but um, not to the extent of like Penn State, as you mentioned, Dan, you know, Penn State, there's going to be gosh, 60, 70 recruits in attendance, I'm sure. You know, it's still well over a month out, and that list is still growing. But there won't be 70 recruits at Ohio Stadium this weekend, but there will be some really high-level talent. And starting with the non-committed guys that haven't made a college choice yet, you've got Dorian Brew, arguably Mm. the – number one guy in the state of Ohio and one of the best in the Midwest for sure. One of the best in the country uh, defense back from Clayton Northmont. Uh, you've got Marquise Davis, who, gosh, we talked about a lot on Tuesday. And I saw him in person rush for, oh, uh, something like 337 yards last Friday night. Not a bad night. Uh, Marquise Davis is a great, great prospect uh, uh maxwell riley who i talked to again last night the offensive lineman from up in mark's neck of the woods avon um he's looking forward i think this will be his fourth ohio state visit um he is absolutely one of the top 2026 offensive linemen in the midwest one of the best in ohio he's looking forward to getting back to ohio state like i said i think it's his fourth time to visit Ohio State. And then the new addition you mentioned, uh, Jabari Brady, country's number two, 2026 wide receiver. He's making a trip from Florida for another Ohio State visit. So at the top of the list, and then you get to the commitments, and you got to say that uh, usually commitments visiting Ohio State are not a big deal. Well, that's not the case this weekend. Jeremiah Smith, who – likes to take visits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is going to be at Ohio state this weekend. Uh, So, you know, he, he's just one of the commitments. Price West, Aaron Scott are going to be there. And uh, Garrett Stover, who I'm going to see play in person on Friday night, will be there. Uh, uh, Samuel uh, Williams Dixon will be there. Kind of the list goes on, but uh, Jeremiah Smith, even anytime you get him back on campus, it's huge. So, you know, there those are some of the key names that are going to be in Ohio Stadium on Saturday. What names jump out to you from that list, Mark? Listen in the Ohioans, that sounds like just about everybody they's offered. You know, exactly. I mean, that's for the Youngstown straight game. That's pretty strong. And it almost sounds like they're having like a little picnic or a party for those guys or something. It's just take them on down and enjoy this. You know, it might be a low key way to like get to know the guys a little better when it's not such a hyped up over-the-top atmosphere, you get, might get a little more face time. But, you know, that, that's the who's who. By the way, Dan, I can't, I cannot forget Tavian St. Clair. I was about to ask Ohio about that. Stadium uh, on Saturday, too. He's, I believe he's planning to be at every home game this season, but uh, he'll be there. Uh, interestingly, he's going to be with his uh, grandfather, and I think his uncle is coming with him this weekend. 
Yeah, Tavian, when I mentioned the list of people who will be impactful to the program, I mean, Tavian St. Clair, you can make the argument right now as one of the three or four most impactful guys you're going to have in the program going forward. So to have him here, have the great corner combo here of uh, uh, West and Scott. So very cool. And I don't think it's a bad idea to get the dudes all around Jeremiah Smith and kind of like quintuple team him and just kind of make sure he sees that a visit to Ohio State can match up to a visit to every other destination he's been to. And uh, he's been to a few. And by the way, it may not be the biggest group, but still, there's a couple things going against Ohio State. Obviously, it's Youngstown State, and I don't want to put down the Fighting Penguins, but that's not exactly like uh, playing Michigan at home. And the second thing is it's a noon kickoff. Noon kickoffs are hard to get to for a lot of kids. If you're an out-of-state kid, if you're a – playing high school football on Friday night in Texas, for instance. Not easy to get to Ohio State in time for a noon kickoff and make the weekend worthwhile. So uh, that uh, is against Ohio State, too. Remember how Urban Meyer used to love uh, the late the night games for recruiting weekends? That wasn't only because of the atmosphere at night. That was also because it's later and it's easier to get to if you're a high school player when the game's at night or at least 3.30. Especially when you're not coming from within the state. Um, we all know what Herb did for out-of-state recruiting. All right, we're going to split this one up. Billy, take the first. Mark, you'll take the back end. Nika Hanna is wanting us to answer some questions. He's being a little bit impatient, so I thought we'd get rolling here. William. Does Ernest Willor have a visit scheduled yet, and who are we looking at for safety? Uh, Mika, right on time with that question, because I just talked to Ernest Willor yesterday. Uh, He does not have a visit scheduled yet to Ohio State. He told me yesterday that he is still uh, wanting to get that scheduled. Doesn't know when it would be, but right now it is not scheduled yet. Who are they looking at for safety still? Uh, Safety-wise, to me, the biggest name right now is Tarion Nichols. And we talked about him, I think, on Tuesday, if I remember right. I know I wrote about him earlier this week, but Tarion Nichols has moved this season from cornerback to safety. Now, that is not all as a showcase, so to speak, for safety in college. Part of the reason is Mark and I have talked about this ad nauseum. If you're a cornerback, what do people do to you if you're a great player? They just throw the other way. So uh, one of the things Callie Jones, the head coach at uh, Withrow, did was he moved to Ryan Nichols a safety. So they can't throw away from him as much. He can be in the uh, uh, traffic, so to speak, a lot more. So he's moved to safety. Also, another reason is because he's getting bigger. You know, uh, a year ago, he was probably 5'10", 5'11", maybe, or so, um, 175, 180 pounds. Right now, Coach Jones told me that he is close to six foot one and 193 pounds. That's safety size. Now, he is still committed to Michigan State. Um, but, or I should say Kentucky. Uh, but... Um, uh, let me put it this way. Ohio State is Ohio State. So Perry Eliano is talking to Ryan Nichols, and I would not rule out 
by any stretch of the imagination, again, a, a, a possible official visit for Torian Nichols yet this season. And again, I, I think I said mistakenly, Michigan State, he is a Kentucky commitment to Ryan Nichols. That feels like it should be on a T-shirt. Will we regret not offering Coy Beasley, Mark? Um, there's always five or ten players in Ohio we regret, you know, not being able to get. But if you look at it and what position he plays, he's more of a corner, okay, than a safety, I believe. I don't think he has the size yet to play safety. And he's an outstanding speed receiver. I, I know Coy Beasley is one of the faster players in the class. If you look at the receiver's heart lines bringing in, he's not nearly as polished or as good as those guys on offense yet. But I think he could be. I think he's got the talent and, you know, maybe there's development there. But I think they're probably pretty happy with that side. So on defense, if he's not going to be a safety and he's going to be considered more of a corner, the corners, hey, we got the best in Ohio here. I mean, Bryce West and Aaron Scott, I mean, how many might make a couple more from Texas? So I don't know if he fits in there. But, yeah, he's one of those players like Drew Aller that we may see playing somewhere else in two or three years and say, oh, boy, he looks pretty good out there. And that's the reality of being Ohio State for the good and the bad, that you can't take all of them. And I think if there was a short list, that's a name that's on it. You know, if there's a list in the locker room at Ohio State that says these five or six guys in Ohio we wish we could have got, or if things gone differently, they were, you know, 50-50s and we picked the other. He's one of the names. But, yeah, I don't think right now, you know, he's the guy. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Dan, Dan you mentioned, um, you brought this up, Dan, with the overview of safeties. I should also mention, I talked to Reggie Powers again last night, the safety from uh, Centerville. He's having a really good start to his senior season, a, a, an excellent start. He's been outstanding so far. Um, uh, he is not, uh, he is one of the reasons when I said try and Nichols, I said Michigan State. Uh, Reggie Powers is the Michigan State commitment. Um, and he is still committed to Michigan State. There is some contact between him and Ohio State. Tim Hinton, who uh, is a program assistant and works really hard with recruiting the kids in Ohio, has had some contact with Reggie Powers, not to the extent that uh, the Buckeyes and 
Perry Iliano have been in contact with Tariah Nichols, but there has been some contact and Reggie Powers remains committed to um, Michigan State, but he is getting some some play from other schools. I mentioned Ohio State has had a little bit of contact with him. Uh, he was supposed to speak, I believe, with UCLA today. Pitt has been in contact. So Reggie Powers, while he is still committed to Michigan State, he is getting some play. UC is another one, Cincinnati for Reggie Powers from other schools. Okay, we're going to a quick break. I'm going to read an ad here, and then we've got some great questions and some high school preview and all that great stuff. So I want to let everybody know that our next partner to talk about today is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. My wife has started doing this and is just cannot speak more highly of it and how it makes you feel. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. That is really the key to this thing is the ease of use. It's a one-time deal every day, every morning, or however when you do it. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. Check it out. And for those of you watching, you can see it on the banner below. It will run throughout the show. And that's actually a pretty good deal. You get a lot of free stuff there. Bill. Where will you be headed this weekend and why? You, I think you already told us that, but it, um, a little bit more on the guy. Yep, going to be headed not too far up the road. It's, it's kind of hard for me to tr- – uh, Garrett Stover plays for Sunbury Big Walnut, and um, that is literally almost a stone's throw up the road for me when he plays at home, uh, probably about eight miles away from uh, my house is his high school. He's not playing at home this weekend, but he's not playing that much farther. He's playing about 11 miles from my house. He's playing up at Delaware Hayes. It's Big Walnut at Delaware Hayes. Big Walnut's off to a little bit of a slow start. They're one and two this year. I think they finished, I don't know, something like nine and two or eight, something like that last year. They had a really good season. They did well, did did some damage a little bit in the playoffs. Uh, There's, have a slow start a little bit this season. They are one and two right now. And they are playing at Delaware Hayes, who is three and oh on Friday night. So I'll be there to see Garrett Stover. And by the way, he is playing last season. He played kind of as a uh, more as a safety and then moved up in the box some. And then he played slot back on offense quite a bit. Um, this year he's playing a little bit differently. He's playing middle linebacker this year for Big Walnut, which makes sense. Um, And he's playing running back for Big Walnut. So I'll see him at those two positions on Friday night. You know, I I still think he's going to be a linebacker at Ohio State, even though originally they recruited him as a hybrid linebacker safety type guy. I still think he's going to end up as a linebacker. Much like his cousin Cade Stover. He's uh, used all over the field and as a werewolf in the middle of the defense. By the way, if you've not seen Cade Stover's interview from yesterday at practice, I really encourage you to do so, especially the end um, when he has a comment for all 
message board users. Um, I'm telling you, man, you get into a dark alley. One of the guys you would want on your back is Kate Stover. I'll just say that. I don't know how he blocks or whatever that stuff, but in terms of man's man, tough guy, he's on the list. Mark, your sojourn through the state continues. Where will you be? I am going to go check Villa Angela St. Joe's, try to check on Bo Jackson. And uh, they're playing over in uh, the Euclid area against uh, Kenston uh, Chagrin Falls, kind of. Uh, that's up in that area. And then uh, right next door to them is Euclid. And uh, Euclid is playing Shaker Heights, which means we're going to see uh, – what's his name again? The Heisman son, uh, the safety at Shaker right. Heights. Yeah, McNutt. There you go. Drawing a blank. So I've got two Ohio State guys on the roster, but there's a lot of other kids on those teams that I need to scout, but the, the feature performers were, you know, the guys we're going to care about. And much like last week, I go to see Springfield for Aaron Scott, and he's the featured performer, and I have three clips of him backpedaling. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this should be a little more exciting this week uh, as far as the featured performers go. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot in that uh, you're certainly not uh, – you're not hiding from anyone when you're an Ohio State commitment, and uh, they are going to go away from you if you're a corner. They're going to run away from you if you're a defensive end. They're going to double team you if you're a receiver. So it's not uh, a coincidence or a mystery that other guys tend to emerge next to big time Ohio State recruits or recruits of that nature. Because even as a even if I was coaching high school football, I could look at the roster and be like, "We need to stop that guy. Let's uh, let's focus on him." All right, Dan. Dan, think think about the corners in Ohio. For a two-year span, it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. You got Aaron Scott and Bryce West for 2024. And for 2025, you've got Dorian Brew and Trey McNutt. I mean, incredible. That's, that's pretty remarkable to have four corners in two years in the state of Ohio of that caliber. I mean, we're talking about four elite cornerbacks in Ohio in consecutive classes. I mean, I'd have to go back I, and I, go ahead. I haven't seen McNutt at corner yet. I've just seen him at safety. So I'll be uh, interested to see if he's made that transition or not. But, yeah, it, it is rare. And, you know, even when I'm watching the Springfield game, I'm like, can we put Aaron Scott in on offense for a few plays? <laughs> I mean, can we, can we do – can we give this five-star athlete on this field something other to do than to stand over there and just backpedal all night? It's – it's like the biggest waste of talent I've ever watched. You know, like you're like, I know these receivers on offense are good and you like them, but you have a five star beast over there and he just stands here half the game. So it, it's, it's tough to watch sometimes. I'll tell you what, if you put him on offense and put him in motion, I would expect him to draw a crowd. No one can come up with something like that. Who's the offensive coordinator at Springfield? Actually, nobody does. No, you know, and I, I mean, I hate that. Yeah. And I, I hate to criticize coaches and what they do, and everyone skins a cat differently. But, yeah, when you when you go watch corners over and over again and you say, geez, just get this kid the ball a couple times a game, a series or two, a package, something, where, you know, you feel like you're, you're getting the most out of them. You know, if, if I'm a high school coach and I have a player like that, I don't want his career to be one of those careers. Well, yeah, I never really maxed them out. I never really – Played with, I never really took the Ferrari out of the garage. I just kind of left it in there and 
didn't take it for a spin around the neighborhood to show everybody how cool it was. So it, it, it that that kind of rings true to me when I see some of these one way only players in high school, and, and that's the trend, one way only. I wonder if that's going to be affected by uh, a young man named Travis Hunter at Colorado, who uh, put on an absolute show over the weekend for the Buffs. But uh, I digress. Larry Ventresco asks a very important question. Good morning, Bucknutters. I noticed during the Indiana game that Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. had their mouth guards out when they weren't getting the ball. Doesn't this tip off the defense? I would have to go back and look at the tape to know that. But here is my pet peeve with football. Either require them to put the mouthpiece in or don't make them wear the mouthpiece. Wide receivers standing out with their mouthpieces dangling at the bottom. What is the point of the mouthpiece? That used to be a penalty. And Pee-wee, that's the last thing. We, we would lose games because you'd have two mouthpiece penalties. Why? It, it looks ridiculous to have the mouthpiece dangling. Now, I know this means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things, but it's a pet peeve of mine. Do you think I, it's a tip-off? Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to digress. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a tip-off. Now that you've said it, uh, and if it ever got back to the team, everyone would have mouthpiece. It's a real easy fix if it is a tip-off. Uh, I just watched uh, Wayne against St. V's, and Wayne gets down to the five-yard line, and they're ready to kick a field goal, and the field goal kicker comes out, and the ref blows the whistle, says, mouthpiece not in, and everyone looks at the kicker. You got to go out for a play. You don't have your right. mouthpiece in. So they brought in a left guard, a JV kicker, and he shanks it off to the left. So, you know, the, the rule of having your mouthpiece in in high school, I just watched it go sideways, but – Boy, there, there's a lot of other things out there on the football field that are tip-offs other than mouthpieces. And, and yeah, that's – you know, and I, I'm not – if I'm a player, I'm only putting it in when I'm getting the ball, like not when I'm blocking or taking other hits. And the mouthpiece is more about concussions than losing your teeth, uh, you know, so your mouth right. doesn't clamp down and, you know. So you're, you're at risk. I, th I think every player should have a mouthpiece in. I agree. I wore the Walter Payton one, man, with the big old uh... – <laughs> wrap around there who wanted i had braces at half the time i was playing football who wanted to deal with all that crap i don't understand it that doesn't make you look cool i, I also it, ugh, I, I don't i don't get it don't make them wear it then it's like knee pads look at the nfl in the corners they don't wear knee pads they take the fine um i'm not doing complaints about the d-line we just played indiana who literally their only goal in the game was not to get blown out, and they did not throw the ball downfield but once or twice. You're not going to be able to get sacks if the, if the quarterback does not drop back. That's kind of a symbiotic relationship here. All right, Mark, we're right back in your wheelhouse. Might be too early for this, and Bill, weigh in if you feel the need. Doug Shepard asks, of the high school games you have watched this season, how many players have improved so much since their junior year they could get an Ohio State offer? Mark, is it even possible to do that? Oh, yeah. And that's what the whole thing's about is that sophomore to junior year jump. And there's a lot of kids making it. The, the kid at Wayne I saw, Kamari Murray, the 6'6", 210-pound tight end, uh, a year ago he looked like a receiver. And now he looks like a tight end. And it's a shame he hurt his knee the night I saw him, but he made a huge jump. Uh, the tackle from Troutwood Madison, Jameel Atkins. I, last year, I think I said uh, Tuesday, they had him listed at 6'7", 250. As I was looking him up this morning and breaking him down and watching some tape, 6'9", 310 is how he's listed, okay? Yeah, I don't think he's 6'9", 310, okay? But he's not the 6'7", 250 they were listing him at, you know, a year ago. So there's 50 pounds and four inches on a guy. Uh, so that's all I'm doing. Uh, Aaron Scott, 
was a six foot corner, was a six foot one. Now he's a six foot two, maybe six foot three corner. Every time I see him, he looks longer and longer. Uh, that's all part of the development process, the growing. And as long as you're not losing speed and quickness while you're growing, it, yeah, it's all positive. It's it's net gain. So um, the player I'm interested in tonight is the Dominique Kirks. When I go see Villa Angela St. Joe's, people have asked me about him. Has has he made that jump? Um, I watched Brandon Caesar uh, from uh, Cleveland Heights, and I was watching his tape. He, his, his jump, I think, is in his body. He looked a lot longer to me. He looked like he stretched out on film. Uh, I put him in the, the puppy dog with the big paws box right now. He's flopping around out there. It's not a finished project, but the progress he made was all body-wise, I think. And I don't know if Bill can attest to that, but I thought – he looked much longer than one year ago. In fact, he wasn't playing a year ago, so not everybody saw him on the field. So I think there's a jump. Yeah. Recruiting is like recruiting is fluid, if nothing else. If you grow into a guy who can contribute at Ohio State, Ohio State will take you no matter when that is. Um, there's no there's no clock running on these dudes. Um, guys grow at different levels and shoot if you went through the ages of everybody whether we'd probably be surprised who's in what grade anyway so people grow at their own level um and let me tell you something the art of recruiting is certainly being able to go and find those guys this year and not be so close-minded that uh you can't see an emerging player especially in the state go ahead bill yeah this is this is the time now uh to look for those kids uh, to start getting those offers. Uh, Mark mentioned Brandon Cesar. Uh, I saw him in person last weekend, and my goodness, he really passes the look test. He is a good-looking kid. You know, he, he's, I think, a legitimate 6'4 to 6'5. Uh, yeah. Anything but sloppy. <laughs> um, and he's a kid that Larry Johnson watched his entire first two games of this season and then offered him a scholarship. Uh, Larry Johnson told him, I just got done watching every play of your first two games and I'm offering you a scholarship. So it's usually somewhere two, three, four games into the season that those offers start coming in in particular because the college coaches watch those first two, three, four games of the season and then get those offers. And uh, I might add that uh, when I was at that uh, Cleveland Heights game last week, and I saw none other than the esteemed Mrs. Porter working on the sideline. And, and I do mean working. She is going up and down that field working for scoutingohio.com. Uh, so I, I She's unable I, I, to keep up with Mark da Marquise Davis, though. So she needs to work on her quicks. Yeah, it, it's, it's not 50-50 around here. It's more like 70-30 her. So secret's out. I'll go with 80-20. Um, this is a question I think everybody watching the Clemson-Duke game came up with, with an Ohio State buy. Anyway, Ohio State could flip Sammy Brown from struggling Clemson. Boy, Dabo would love to be in Ryan Day's spot today, I can tell you that much. He is taking it from all sides. And there are some real concerns when you look at Clemson. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of a parallel. Can you imagine if Ohio State lost to the Duke of the Big Ten in that fashion? Um, whoever said Bucknuts would melt, they are correct. <laughs> William, Sammy Brown is the freak of all freaks. 24-7 uh, did a feature on guys of this nature, and he's a state champion wrestler. He runs the 400 in record time. 
He's an incredible running back, an incredible linebacker, and he has a blonde mane that Quinn Ewers looks at and just wistfully dreams about. <laughs> Your thoughts on whether Sammy Brown will be up for grabs should Dabo and the Tigers continue to struggle. Man, my thoughts are a couple things. Uh, I have not heard anything along the lines of that Sammy Brown is now reconsidering his commitment. He was pretty, you know, he made that commitment pretty early and pretty forcefully. He was pretty sold on Clemson. Now, having said that, I, I, I've always used this statement, I never say never in recruiting. Things can and do change. But my other thought is let's give it more than one game. You know, uh, that did look bad, no question about it, uh, what Clemson did on Saturday. But if they run off, and I say if they run off a bunch of wins in a row and look impressive, then things change completely again. So uh, let's give it more than one game before we start uh, putting Sammy Brown at other uh, destinations. Um, but again, uh, I, I have not heard that he is really actively looking around. Not to try and catch you off guard here, Mark. How does the offensive line class look in 2025 in the state of Ohio, they do have at least one offer out that I know of and Carter Lowe from up in Toledo, but uh, the rest of the group is as impressive as 2024. Well, I'm going to give you the exact uh, guys right here. 2025 okay, and offensive line. I always hate to leave somebody out. Um, Carter Lowe and Jaden Clark are my top two guys. And Carter Lowe, we've offered. Jaden Clark is an offensive tackle from Northmont. So if Dorian Brews in the house, I would wonder if Jaden Clark is coming along with him because mm. he's a heck of a prospect. I think he was one of those kids that, like you say, could make a jump from sophomore to junior year. On my list, I kind of predicted him to make that jump. You know, a little bit raw, but I think I see what I wanted to see. Uh couple other guys, that Jameel Atkins, the kid I just saw, Charlwood Madison, just checked on him. Uh, I do not think he's a Buckeye-level player right now. I don't think he's strong enough. Uh, I think he's a good enough athlete. I was hoping he'd be like Emil Wagner from Wayne, but he is not that yet. But he's he's definitely someone I'm going to keep keeping an eye on because of the upside there. Uh, Tucker Caddis from uh, St. Xavier. Jake Cook from Westerville North. Jake Cook was a kid a uh, freshman year at the – Ohio State camp, he was getting offers. He was one of the earlier guys on the radar. Um, he has thinned out. Uh, I think the baby face is leaving a little bit. Um, Tristan Kyle's another one over at Lutheran West up in Cleveland, another 6'7", six, 6'8", six, long kid, and he'll be another guy I check out. Uh, but those are the, the guys that were leading the class that have the body style of Ohio State. Now, I know there are linemen that are popping up that didn't play last year that I have to check out also, you know, sophomores without film. But that, that's a pretty good list for me. And if you're, if you're me, that's in the next six weeks who you have to see. Bill, thoughts? Well, I think Mark hit on the uh, the guys. In fact, he hit on a couple that I, I would not have mentioned yet because uh, that's what he does. <laughs> and I, I kind of concentrate on the guys that I know Ohio State is going after and uh, I, I would agree that uh, you've got Lowe and you've got uh, Clark from Clayton Northmont at the top. Thomas Ridley, not the former Oakton quarterback, unfortunately. In the past, have either of you seen recruits reverse their decisions to commit based on the Buckeyes' mediocre play on the field? 
I'll take the mediocre and air quotes there, but uh, Bill, have you ever seen a recruit say, you know what, Ohio State just isn't good enough for me. I'm backing out. Well, gosh, I've, I've done this 36 years now. So yeah, I mean, that's over a long period of time and there have been some reversals, uh, but it, it's not often. I mean, uh, based on how Ohio State is doing on the field, that kids change their mind because Ohio State's usually doing very well on the field. So, but yeah, I mean, if you do this long enough, you're going to see just about everything. And, and, and mediocre at Ohio State means they lost a game or two that year. Right? It doesn't mean that it was like a six and six year. And, you know, so, yeah. And I think I think of a recruit, recruit reflips. It's to go to a situation where they have a clear path to play or there's not a log jam at the position. I, that's usually or geographically they, they go back closer to home. I, I think those are the number one flipping reasons that I see. All right, let's ask a couple more questions. Mika Hanna's on it. Tucker Caddis and Raphael Green. I heard you say Tucker Caddis. Yeah, Raphael Green's one that uh, he, he plays for Wenton Woods. Uh, I, I think he has too much weight on his body right now, and he is not explosive enough. He's big enough, and he's powerful enough. But and, and every time I see him, he does get better. So I would put him in that box of there is a chance, but just like Jameel Atkins, I don't think he's Ohio State level uh, explosive yet movement skills. I think, but he, I think he does have the size. If anything, he's going to be a road grading guard down the road where he just blows guys off the ball. Um, but tell you what, where that kid came from a freshman to where he is now is night and day. So hats off to him for really putting the work in to get that weight trimmed off. Okay, one for Mark here, and then we'll finish with one for Bill. Latest on Sam Greer and Max Riley. Cody obviously likes offensive line. Sam Greer is the uh, Akron Hoban stud, and Max Riley you've had plenty on, but can you give us the latest, Mark? Yeah, actually, I should have said after I get done Friday night, uh, Saturday afternoon at noon is Akron East versus Archbishop Hoban, so I'll be there to see Sam Greer. So we'll He's have healthy. tape on him and a, and a big update. So there's – there's going to be so many kids for Hoban recovering with Peyton Cook, the receiver. There's a lot of stones I got to flip for that game. Uh, and of course, I talked about Caddis earlier. He's a guy I'll be going to see. Uh, St. X will be a game that I save for later in the year. They're usually a playoff team. So if I don't catch them in the regular season, I'm usually pretty good seeing them week one or two of the playoffs. Is Greer healthy? Do you know? It feels like every time we talk about him, I'm wondering if he's going to play or not. One of the things I do today is uh, my health checks. So when yeah. I send out my emails, the coaches, hey, I'm coming to you to see, hey, is Trey McNutt healthy? It, yeah. You know, has he been practicing all week? It's almost like a fantasy report. Like It's more like the NFL Travis, report. Yeah, yeah if you're Travis Kelsey, we don't know yeah. if Travis Kelsey's going tonight. And it's kind of like, hey, can you tell me if he's going to – I remember we did this with Bo Jackson last year. And coach would say, yeah, he's going to play. And, and – yeah, he's going to play if we're in a competitive game and we need him, should have been the way that was stated. And I think when you have a player who's dinged, sometimes they play him, and once there's a two-possession lead, he's done. You know, like I'm not risking his health anymore. So picking these games and making sure they're healthy. But let's uh, let's leave that till next week, and I'll, maybe I'll have visual proof of life of Sam Greer playing. Yeah, I might, I might, I might add on Sam Greer that uh, he did get injured and he ha has been out. Uh, which is one of the reasons I've kind of one of the reasons saving uh, my Hoban game. Hoban plays Lakewood St. Edwards in a few weeks. Mm. That 
is going to be quite an interesting game for going to see recruits. And I'm going to go to see that one. I believe, I believe that game is in Maslin at Paul Brown Stadium. But irregardless, uh, Lakewood, St. Edward, and Hoban, and Sam should be 100%, I hope, uh, fine by then, as well as all the other stars at Hoban and the guys at Lakewood, St. Edwards. And that is going to be quite a ball game. Yeah, speaking of St. Ed's, they actually opened the season, as we talked about, with two ranked D.C. area teams. Good Council was number one in the Washington Post top 20, and they whacked them. And then they played a team called Rock Creek Christian. Uh, we discussed how that I had never heard of that. That sounds made up, but it's actually a real school. They're now ranked 17th in the Washington Post. And when you read the little blurb, it's like uh, <coughs> the second of two local teams to get pummeled by Ohio Power, St. Edward. So yeah, that, uh, that, Ohio that game, by the way, the, the Hoban game against St. Edwards is, I just checked, October 20th, Friday night, October 20th. And we have a kind of a big game the next day. Saturday, October 21 is Penn State and Ohio Ooh. State. So what a weekend. I'm going to see Hoban and St. Edward on Friday night. And then we have Penn State. That is one of the reasons the, the Armstrong brothers can't go to many Ohio State home games this year because they always almost always play on Saturday uh, definite advantage that they are playing Hoban on Friday night that weekend and they can get to the Ohio State and will be at the Ohio State Penn State game uh, to help with Buckeye recruiting and that makes serious sense because those are two of the greatest ambassadors we've had to commit and then just be all about it and you know what entertaining Twitter I might add some guys have been uh, supporting the program. Those guys have supported it and are actually clever. Mika Hanna, last question, Bill. Will we finish every show with this question? <laughs> Who the heck knows? Update on Marquise Lightfoot. He is committed to Miami. Update on Dylan Stewart. He is committed to South Carolina. The floor is yours. Uh, I still think it's going to be hard to flip uh, Dylan Stewart. For Ohio State or anybody else, I think uh, uh, getting him away from South Carolina, again, I never like to say never in recruiting, but I still think that's going to be a hard one. Lightfoot seems like uh, every time I talk to him or uh, the people around him that he seems a little bit stronger even for Miami, but I think that's the better chance uh, if a flip is going to happen. Uh, he has talked about coming up to uh, or out to Columbus for the Ohio State-Penn State game. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, they don't really like overall the kids at that school to visit other schools while they are committed to a different school. That's kind of frowned upon a bit at, at uh, Marcus Lightfoot School. Um, in fact, I've been told by uh, one person that uh, they really uh, – if he were to decommit from Miami, then sure, go ahead and visit other schools. But that's not the, the way they usually handle things at Marcus Lightfoot School. So we will see what happens if he actually gets out here for the Ohio State-Penn State game. That leads me to think that if we see him on campus, it could be the first of several visits. And one might be to his dorm room. But I digress. We will uh, stay in touch with these guys all weekend. Keep it locked in here. We've got plenty of content coming over the next few days, and then these guys will be out on the road. Let's get out on this. 
both of you, we'll start doing this each week. Give me a score prediction for Ohio State hosting the Fighting Penguins of Youngstown State. Mark, you're first. Uh, 35-10. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah, make you do your work. Couple touch, three, four touchdowns in the first half, a couple in the second half. I'm going to make a prediction. We only score 35 points. The site won't melt, but it'll get those edges, crispy edges. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, you know what? I got to walk around Youngstown, too. I can't go, I say, say, 77 to, 77 to 2 and walk around here. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Yeah, go I mean, I'd, I'd actually like to see Youngstown score 17 just for, you know, keep my, you know, grace is good around here. If we stay here longer, it'll be 24. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, it stole my thunder a little bit. I was I was going to say 45 to 10. Uh, you said, I think, 35 to 10. So you took my 10 points, but I'm going to up you by 10 on the Ohio State side. I'm going 45-10. My prediction will be in the Bucknut staff roundtable that comes out, but whoever gives up that touchdown that you guys said is going to be getting slammed on the front row. We know that. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Enjoy the football. The NFL returns tonight. So we should all be a little bit more mentally uh, solvent going forward. And I mean you, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.